I was annoying my mother when I was around seven years old. I kept pestering her for something which I couldn't remember now, probably something stupid. Then her demeanor changed. Her expression was of a different person, and she became very still. I asked her what was wrong, and she replied, You have ten seconds to run. You have made me very, very angry. Of course, I asked her, What? And at first she started counting down, very slowly. Then she whispered, Run. That's when I started sprinting up the stairs, crying my lungs out. And then she started running after me, trying to grab onto my ankles. I managed to make it inside the bathroom and lock the door. She was banging and screaming on the door like a crazy person. I have never been more frightened in my life. I stayed locked in there for what felt like hours until she stopped. My dad eventually got home and got me to come out. My mom was acting like nothing had happened at all. My name is Nicholas. I'm currently a freshman at Syracuse University, which doesn't exactly sit in the safest area. I just went through a breakup with my first girlfriend, so I started getting back into the online dating scene. I was using the app Hinge when I found some blonde girl named Stephanie who I really connected with. She also went to Syracuse. We both liked to read, go to the movies, we even had the same sense of humor. I suggested we go on a movie date, and she said she'd love to. She told me to meet her at some specific point near campus and she'd pick me up. So around 9 o'clock. I waited on some corner of a normal neighborhood block, waiting for Stephanie. She asked me to share my location with her, and so I did. A few minutes later, I saw a car turn down the street and start approaching me. Then it stopped in front of me, and the driver rolled down the window. It wasn't Stephanie, though, but some old random guy. He asked what I was doing alone out here, which was insanely weird, first of all. Then I said I was waiting for someone. He asked if I was waiting for Stephanie. I said, yeah, how'd you know? He said he was Stephanie's father and told me to hop in so he could give me a ride to her. I took a good look at him, and he looked a little old to be her father, to be honest. I'm no idiot when it comes to sketchy situations, so I said in a firm voice, why didn't you tell me you'd be picking me up? He claimed he didn't trust a random guy meeting up with his daughter and wanted to meet me first. I took another good look at the man and didn't say anything. I simply started walking away in the opposite direction from where his car was facing. He started yelling hey hey, sounding surprised that I was just walking away like that, but I've heard way too many kidnapping stories to know where this could potentially go. I heard the guy's car moving and I turned to make sure he wasn't doing a U-turn to follow me. I breathed a sigh of relief when he drove straight and turned left out of sight. I continued walking down the block towards campus. I got to the corner of the block. I was just about to make a turn when I noticed what I was pretty sure to be the same car the man was driving, just parked on the side of the road with the light shut off. I briefly tried looking into the window as I passed, but the glass was tinted. I tried not making it obvious that I was suspicious and continued walking. I got a text from this so-called Stephanie person saying, why didn't you get in the car with my dad? I ignored the text and continued walking. I kept looking back to see if the car would move. When I got to an intersection in the road, I turned right and then full on booked it in the direction of campus. 
Surprisingly, I wasn't followed. I made it back to campus out of breath and started walking to my dorm building. I felt like I heard footsteps following me, though. I thought maybe I was being paranoid, but when I heard a piece of broken glass being kicked by someone's shoe, I knew I was being tailed. I made a point of ducking down behind a van and stopping to give me time to listen for where their footsteps were coming. They were a few cars away from me. Then I remembered. I never stopped sharing my location with Stephanie, or should I say that man. I saw him. It was that old man. He was approaching from between two cars across from me. He yelled something that I didn't fully understand, but it sounded like he said, Come back and I'll take you to her. He had to be like 60-something. There's no way he would catch me if I sprinted. I lost him easily when I ran and made it back to my dorm room. My roommate wasn't there, so I had no one to talk to about it. But when I lay in my bed, I got another text from that man, and it was shocking. It said, you're a little piece of fucking shit. You're lucky you got away. I would have strangled your ugly ass. I was 13 years old. I had the most isolated bedroom imaginable. Mix that with a wild imagination and I was often up late at night, scared and paranoid, unable to fall asleep. My bedroom was a separate floor of the house, on the opposite side of my parents' room. They had no way of hearing what was going on in my room. So it was a seemingly ordinary night, with a bit of rain but not a storm. I woke up and looked at my clock and saw that it was 2 in the morning. I got an uncomfortable feeling right away, but I didn't know why. I then saw at the edge of my bed, there was a shadow of something roundish just over the head of the edge of my bed. My heart started racing until I realized it was just my hat. I sometimes hung my hat on one of the wooden poles at the edge of my bed, so I calmed myself down and fell back asleep. I woke up again around half an hour later and was again startled by the sight of the shadow at the end of my bed. But after my brain started to fully wake up, I remembered it was just my hat again. This process happened one more time that night, probably another half hour later, and once again, I was startled by the sight of the shadow. I was getting thirsty, so I reached my hand down to the side of my bed, looking for my water bottle, but I instead found something else. My hat. And at that instant, I felt my heart drop into my stomach as I almost fell out of my bed trying to turn the lamp on. The light revealed the face of a man, peering over the edge of my bed, staring right into my eyes. I let out the highest pitched scream a boy could possibly produce, and ran straight past the man and down the stairs of my room. I felt the man try to grab me, but I managed to open the door and run to my parents' room to get my dad. My dad got the baton from under his bed and raced to my room, but he was too late. When we got back to my room, the window was wide open. Apparently the man jumped out onto the patio roof outside my window. I was a cop for 30 years. I retired at the age of 50, so of course I had some weird calls. But I'll never forget the night that me and my partner Steve were called to respond to a domestic abuse report. The call was made by a neighbor. These calls were never really a big deal. It usually gave us something to do during the night. Not that I enjoyed dealing with couples fighting and all that stuff. So we arrived at the house. 
I still vividly remember the address, and I remember the door was left wide open. The second we stepped inside, the strong scent of marijuana filled our lungs. It was everywhere. Not just marijuana though, there was a strong smell of chemicals which we assumed was either meth or cocaine. We made our presence known by asking for the couple to come out into sight. A thump from the upstairs gave away their position. Steve had his hand on his holster, ready to pull his gun. But me? I wasn't nervous yet. Steve told me to move quietly up the stairs. We normally listened to each other, so I humored his paranoia. There were three doors, two open and one closed. The closed door led in the direction where the thud in the ceiling was. I banged on the door before swinging it open myself. The smell was the first thing we noticed, then the body. The body was very obviously rotted. We knew even in the dark. We pulled our guns. Steve turned on the light. I told him to scan that room while I scanned the rest of the house. I was shaking all over now. I hated my job at that moment. I wanted to run back to the car and leave, for I was sure I could die at any moment. I found my hand to be stuck on the doorknob until I finally had the balls to turn it and push the door open with force. I turned the light on, but there was nobody inside. It was a disturbingly tiny room. No windows and no furniture, except for a dirty old cot. Steve suddenly screamed and I rushed across the hall to see what was going on. There was some shirtless guy laying flat above one of the dressers in the room. We had him at gunpoint, yelling at him to come down when something grabbed my ankle and tried to pull me to the floor. There was a hand coming from under the bed. I stomped on the arm with my other foot and pulled out a frail, trashy-looking woman who was obviously baked. I cuffed her and Steve cuffed the man. We were on our way outside with the two crazies screaming at us, but we had one final surprise coming. Some psycho from upstairs started screaming, charging at us down the stairs with a knife raised in the air. Steve reacted just fast enough to save my ass by two seconds, shooting the guy dead. This was a crack house. Somehow none of the neighbors could smell anything suspicious. The dead woman on the bed was killed by the man of the two we caught, who admitted to killing her due to lack of payment. The man was sentenced to life without parole. The woman was sentenced to 30 years. Steve says he never felt bad about what he did. He says he just rid the world of one more piece of trash. It was prom night, in the place where the prom was being held in a big lodge in the middle of the countryside. The prom was going pretty well. I snuck outside to have a cigarette. I stood outside around the back of the building. I lit my cigarette and enjoyed the view of the countryside. As I was looking around, I noticed something in the distance out in the field. It was a figure walking toward the lodge. I kept my eye on the figure. As I was smoking, at some point the figure must have noticed me because it stopped. Then it started running toward me full speed. Getting closer and closer, I could see it was a man. A crazy dude sprinting really fast with long gray hair, carrying what looked like a hatchet. The guy seemed to be smiling, but angry at the same time. I dropped my cigarette and I turned around to go back inside, but the door was shut behind me as it was a fire exit and only opened one way. 
I started banging on the door, screaming for someone to let me in. It was too late to run around the front of the lodge. The insane man was too close, so running wasn't an option. I kept banging on the doors, but I was thinking I wasn't going to be heard as the music was playing loudly. And I was thinking I was about to die. Just before the man got close, the fire escape door opened with my friend asking what's going on. I quickly pushed her back and I scrambled inside. I also slammed the door shut right behind me. As soon as the door closed, I pressed my ear against it and I tried to listen to see if the man was still there. All I heard was heavy breathing. Then I heard footsteps walking away on the stones. I told my friend about what I just saw, but she didn't believe me. She said it must have been one of the guys playing a prank on me, but I know what I saw. I couldn't enjoy the rest of the prom after this knowing there was a crazy man out there. Luckily, nothing happened the rest of the night, but I always worried about whoever that man was. He saw my face. And if he saw me again, what will happen? <laughs>